1: Get ready. It's time for Operation Late Night Excitement. Uprated in Late Night Radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark.
2: It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night.
0: On OX.
4: Happy Monday night there, Sports Open Line Hancock. Hey, buddy boy, how you doing? Buddy, uh, listen, I, we walk into the studio. Yeah. We're getting ready for tonight's show. Preparing for the show. as and, we And do first it. of all, we find out our friend Kevin Wheeler has uh, COVID. Man, that's that just sucks. Of course, I knew that
0: several days ago, listening to Sports Open Line, as I do here at the yeah, Voice yeah, of San Yeah, I've St. been Louis.
4: out of town, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't of course. catch all that yeah, info. Yeah. But uh the, you just hopped in man you were like a pig in slop folks what you what you may or may not know about my buddy is uh he fancies himself a play-by-play man here come the cardinals yeah and he'll uh occasionally uh call games when we go to the ball game <laughs> until that one guy <laughs> we're down in uh, we're down well let me tell you was how many years ago did we go spring training it's been a while, maybe five, six. Five, six Red, years ago. Red was still around. Yeah. Yeah. So we go down to spring training, and Hancock and Kelly and I, did our we did our show down there, and it was just kind of manually an excuse for us to be down there. Um, I mean, we didn't really get to see too much. So they wouldn't give us press passes to go back and talk to the We managers. were in the little...
0: Uh the little what you call it? Uh, it was like a, a uh, yeah,
4: it was like a mobile yeah, uh, a yeah. mobile home almost, right. if you will. Yes. Actually, it was like something you'd have on like a construction site where exactly. the where the ball, that's yeah. what they had us in. It was hot as Haiti in right there. behind
0: the right field fence, as I recall. Yeah,
4: there was nothing glamorous about it. Then then later we went back and and they had moved into more comfy studios. But anyway, <laughs> when we go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, you remember how bad I am at directions. Oh yeah. And so, so oh. and so I was Michael Michael's place is right there. He's got a place right right there.
4: across the from the ballpark.
0: But he had his family with him, so I stayed at the Marriott down the street. So I had to I had to get up in the morning and walk over to the broadcast <laughs> studio. And the thing about Jupiter, all the buildings look exactly alike. They're all kind of yellow and white and they I mean they all look alike. And so I got a little confused and I couldn't find a place. So I called Michael and he says, you know, make a right, make a lead walk. So I get into the place. And this was in 2019. Right. Because the code to get into the room was 2019. (laughs) Very tricky. (laughs) And um, so our little broadcast, they got the little, you know, thing on the door, the lock. And you type in 2019, you open the door and boom, you're in the studio. So I finally get to the Right building, I walk down the hall and there's a door to the left and there's a door to the right. And I couldn't remember if our door was on the left or, or on the right. I thought, eh, I think it's on the right. So I go to of the right. Of course, you thought it was on the right. I go to the right and I type in 2019, click, it opens. I open the door. <laughs> I'm in the weight room with all the cardinals. <laughs> They're all in there lifting, pumping weights. They say, "Who the heck is this guy?" And uh, I said, "Oops, I think, I'm, I think I picked the wrong door." So, uh, so the good news is I made it to the to the studio. The bad news is. All of the keypads in this building were 2019 I mean you know hello that doesn't seem very uh, secure to me
4: yeah I don't think we were the only ones who, um, who might have stumbled in there yeah no kidding but uh, it was on that trip we went up to the broadcast booth and we hung out with Ackerman and uh, we did uh, Bob Mike Claiborne our and, pal Mike and uh, Claiborne. the pitcher um Ricky Horton no
0: um yeah oh Kyle McClellan. Kyle McClellan, yes, yeah.
4: yes, and so afterwards we go down, we sit in the stands, and Hancock starts doing play-by-play. Fast forward later that year, we're back in St. Louis,
0: in your seats, in my seats, which great you know, seats, great seats. It's so really we're sitting there, row twenty behind home plate. Okay, I mean these are great yeah, seats. Yeah, they're
4: great seats. So Hancock's yeah. sitting there, and he Got decides a perfect view of home plate. He's going to be Jack Buck. Yeah, and he starts to say, "Well, Wainwright on was on Dave, the mound, everybody." Yeah, Adam, you you give a little. Wainwright was on the mound, and here's um, the first from Wainwright. It's over, but low ball one. And so I can see that people are looking at us and kind of chuckling. Enjoying it, they're
0: enjoying. They're it. kind of chuckling for the most part. And, and uh, yeah. this
4: continues. There's
0: Through a the, swing and a miss. Strike one. One ball and one strike. Nobody on, nobody out. Here we're in the third inning at Bush Stadium. The Cardinals and the Dodgers. Wainwright looks in and gets the sign from Yadi so, the outfield. Is straight away the infield plays the batter to pull, and the 1-1 pitch is headed home. Swinging a pop up on the infield, there's the young. He camps under (laughs) it. He has it, and there's one away.
4: So as you can imagine, as this uh, spirals into the third inning and the fourth inning, the cuteness of it has worn off. And a guy in front of us, and we're fairly large men. Guy in front of us. Was a little bit bigger. He was, and he stands up and he looks right at Hancock and he goes, "Well, you shut up." He did. <laughs> I didn't pay to hear you call the game. Well, he should have. And, and um, uh, with that, it. Um, I, you know, they took my seats away from me that year. No, <laughs> they, didn't.
1: they didn't.
0: But you know, I mean, in all fairness to <clears throat> yours truly over here, yeah. I've, I've done that before, and the people around they genuinely think it's. You well, know, I think it's probably fun for an inning. It may be even fun for a couple. Well, if you're watching the game, you're hearing but the But, John, play-by-play. all of a
4: sudden you would start throwing in Wainwright. You may not know this. He uh, used to drive a combine when he was a no, kid. No, I never and, said uh, that. He would,
0: <laughs> what I, what I key could said, do about 12, 12 bales of hay in I one hour. What I would have said and, is that Wainwright was part of the Jason Mar- Marquis and J.D. Drew deal. That brought him to St. Louis from Atlanta. And he's been a Cardinal ever since, but he yeah. did not start off in the Cardinal organization. There's a strike call on the inside corner. That was a curveball, a good one. Needless as you. By Adam Wainwright.
4: Needless for me to say, so when the technical difficulties go down this evening and, and Matt says, hey, I, I think we've lost wheels.
0: No, I, I volunteer.
4: My guy <laughs> is sitting there, and, and Matt even says to me, he goes, uh, Mike, can you talk for a minute? I'm like, no, I'm not going to talk sports. I mean, what, am I going to talk about badminton? <laughs> I love the Cardinals. I know what the score was. But, uh, you know, I don't know what the war average of the third baseman to the second baseman well, is. Well, no, we were talking
0: defensive run well, save because the Cardinals saying, won yeah. five gold gloves this year. Of course, it was Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill in the outfield, number two for O'Neill And Manny Machado, I think it was his eighth gold glove over at third base. Paul Goldschmidt wins his second at first base. And uh, Tommy Edmund with his first gold glove at second base. <laughs> it, uh, Yadier Molina was also nominated, didn't make it. Um, oh Lord! So yeah, that that was the that was Folks, the drill.
4: We've got a full night for you. It's we are going to what have. What We have
0: prepared for you people tonight. Is it, it ought to be? We ought to be getting a raise. And honestly.
4: as promised, there'll be no politics. But we are going to talk to the guy that used to sit between us during our television show, Hancock and Kelly on yes. Fox Two. He's the former anchor. Of KTVI right here in St. He Louis. Was. He's also an author of about a hundred different books. About Missouri. About Missouri. It's and when incredible. we come back. We'll be visited by John Brown from Orlando, Florida after this on Camel X.
0: Worried
5: about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com/slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
3: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.
0: Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. It's
3: just another manic Monday.
0: We're going to go straight
4: to the Quiver River electric guest line where we're joined by our old buddy, John uh, Brown, former Uh KTVI anchor. What's the name of your station down in Orlando now, Brown?
2: Fox 35 Orlando. Nice. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing Hancock and Kelly late night. Now, you know, our agreement is we don't do politics. And the, one of the first <laughs> guests we have on is the guy that used to sit between us during <laughs> our <Political> politics show. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, that's an excellent point. <laughs> uh, you guys can't get away from the ties that bind, right? You're a prolific <laughs> author, Brown. And, uh, How many yeah. books have you written? I think this is number 10. You think? Um, yeah. When you, well, you know it, what, Hancock,
4: how many books have you written? Uh, less than 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like I mean, talking you, to John when you don't, Grisham I was going to say, when you don't know how many books you've yeah. written, you've written yeah. a lot of books. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, several burned up in a fire, so that, that does is true. Of-
0: That's <laughs> is right. Many so many questions. Pressed, yeah,
2: next but, to Cardinal Glennon. It right. Up. Yeah. How many years
0: ago was that? Uh, three
2: or four. Uh, that was, yeah, it was about, and that's one of the most bizarre stories about my new one is, One of the reasons why Missouri Legends is back out is that was one of the books that was in that fire. Um, And I'll never forget, we're reporting on the story, and my publisher, Josh, uh, there at Reedy Press, says, Hey, you know that fire you're talking about? Yeah. That's all your books. <laughs> oh, well, you know they usually they usually blame the Republicans for burning the books. So.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't know what it was who took the blame on this one, but uh it made me get to work, so I had to rewrite so, it. So John, what is Missouri
4: Legends and you've uh, this great. is edition 2, both uh, you were kind right. enough to give both Hancock and I, a copy. I've thumbed through it. It's awesome. I haven't had a chance to read it Sitting completely. Sitting on my
0: coffee table as we speak, and it should be in front of me. I'm really uh, – I forgot to bring it tonight. Well, I'll, just, I'll just
2: read the whole 500 pages. <laughs> yeah, How about right that? Ahead, Let's just do right. that. Well, I, I, you guys have heard this story before, but, that, you know, I started making this list of the famous Missourians because I'd lived in 20 different places in Missouri right. all before I graduated from college. And I'm making this list, and this is before Wikipedia. And so I had this long list, and I would show it to people, and they're like, this is amazing. I had no idea all these famous people from uh, were from Missouri. It's crazy. You should you, you should make this a book. So I started showing it to publishers, and they're all like, this is great. We're not interested. <laughs> yeah, Right. I, you know, I mean, there was a number of different reasons why. And then finally, Reedy Press picked it up, and that was 2008 when my first version came out. And when it burned up in this <laughs> series of four books I wrote for this year, I said, let's redo Missouri Legends, because there have been so many people who have become famous since then, and some that aren't really in the news now, but also gave me a chance to refresh with some of the new information and add a few changes, which I think this book's much better than the first one.
0: Well, i got to tell you, it is staggering to me, the, just the volume of people that all of us know, all of us yeah. have admired, all of us have seen in their various uh, endeavors that have these Missouri connections. It's its incredible. And, of course, I'm near and dear to my heart is uh, the great ragtime pioneer, Scott Joplin, and you've got a great right. little
2: section on him in the book. Well, what was so cool about this version, too, is I've grown a lot since 2008, and I was able to interview either some of these legends, many of these legends, or their family members, or people who run the foundations, or like Dale Carnegie's folks uh, up in New York, you know, gave me some insight that I didn't have before. So I think that's what makes this book interesting because I was just reading over it again today. And to me, it's just so cool to hear how these people became famous growing up the same way that all of us did. You know, most of them didn't have a silver spoon. They didn't have any connections. They just had this, whatever it is that down home Missouri upbringing that caused them to rise through the ranks and become incredibly successful. And hearing those stories about how Missouri impacted them that's what I think sets this book apart.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you have it divided into a couple of different sections. You have actors, entertainers, politicians. Talk us through how you've uh, divided it up.
2: Well, uh, first of all, I always like to talk how I decided who was going to be in the book because there there are tons of people who you would think, well, hey, Jack Buck's got to be in there, right? Well, I use the quintessential Missouri question or the St. Louis question, where'd you go to high school? (laughs) You had to have spent your formative years here. But, you know, like an Eminem, you know, the rapper Eminem. Right. Everybody sees on Wikipedia, oh, he's from Missouri. Well, no, his mother was driving through St. Joe and happens to stop at a hospital and has a baby, and then they keep on driving. So on his birth certificate, he says he's from Missouri, but he never spent any time here. On the flip side, like an Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols grew up elsewhere but then moved to Missouri during his high school years and graduated high school. A lot of people don't realize Albert grew up on the western part of the state, and so I included him because I think those high school years are so important with with how you're developed, with your formative years, and so I included people like that. So, like a Jack Buck. Jack Buck's not in the book because he came here and became famous, Joe Buck is in the book right. because he grew up here, went to high school, and became famous. So that's right. how I that's how I went about it, and then just finding all these different genres of who fit my parameters.
0: Jack Buck from Holyoke, Massachusetts, <laughs> is not in the book, but his son Joe is, and Harry Carey's in there.
2: Yeah, oh, of course, Harry Carey is. Oh, that's you know that, that those are those are a couple of stories that I love. So like a Harry Carey. Everybody just assumes he was from Chicago. But, I mean, he grew up right next to old Bush Stadium or old sportsman way back in the day, right? In that area where Bush Stadium is, that's where he grew up. And then you also have the two arguably most famous New York sports baseball stars. Yogi. With Yogi Berra and Casey Stengel. Yeah. Both from Missouri. So everybody's like, oh, they're New Yorkers. No. (laughs) Casey grew up in Casey. Yogi Bear grew up right here, of course, with Joe Garagioli. We all know that story. And so even the most famous New Yorkers are actually Missourians. It's so true. Well,
0: and you, th- you look at some of the actors, you know, and a guy that, um, that, you know, he was legendary in horror movies, but he actually was
2: a yep. really good guy, is Vincent Price. Yeah, and he actually didn't really like the genre of horror movies but that's where he made his money. He was like a, a connoisseur of fine wines, and you know he was a trained actor and all these kind of things, but then just kind of fell into that genre where he became so famous. And what's so funny now is the younger generation, I tested this in the school when I spoke before I left Missouri. I'm like, Vincent Price, who knows who he is? Nobody Nobody. really knows who he is. And then I play Michael Jackson's Thriller. Right. (laughs) And he's in there, and they all know him from Thriller, but know nothing about the man himself. You know,
0: one of the great stories about Vincent Price is uh, he was, you know, born and raised here, and every time he came back to St. Louis, he had one place that he would stop, and it was Bissinger's Chocolate. Yeah. And the guy loved Bissinger And he was married, of course, to Phyllis Diller, who also is from St. Louis.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's just so many cool stories like that. And that's, those are the kind of things that I think um, really, I mean, you guys know, and I've always talked about this, this inferiority complex that for some reason we have in Missouri. And I, I get no greater joy than to go into some schools and even go out and talk to business groups and groups all across the state and say, why is it we have this inferiority complex you know, people say, well, I'm from this small town. I don't have a great upbringing. I said, look at this list of famous people who grew up right here by you, the same background, the same pedigree, yet they were able to make it. So you can't use that excuse that you're from a small town and flyover country. And you can't use that as an excuse anymore because others have done it. Here's the roadmap, how you can do it. Now go out and do it. I love getting out and talking, talking to groups and telling them these stories, and especially with younger kids the light goes off, you know, When you say, well, the guy who invented seven up is from a town smaller than yours in mid Missouri, the guy who invented the computer chip, mid Missouri guy, you just go down the list of these amazing individuals and the light goes off. And I hope I'm having some impact down the road.
0: It's, it's a, it's a fantastic book. And you know, you. Uh, I do, I do demographics in, in politics. You know, you've spent a lot of time working with demographics and the state of Missouri has one of the highest, uh, it's called state nativity, percentages in the country. In other words, the people who live here who were born here. Missouri state nativity numbers are extremely high. And so I'm thinking about a book like this as we head into the holiday season. You've got people out there all over this state who are the fifth, sixth, seventh generation Missourian. Uh, This thing would make a perfect gift. And I'm telling you, it is literally sitting on my my coffee table. (laughs) Uh, right now, how can somebody get hold of this book, John Brown?
2: Well, signed copies, uh, Missouri legends. copies. That's, yeah. That's the only place to get signed copies right now. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's, it's so cool because when you're on there, you can read all these other stories that I write that you wouldn't think are, are all that interesting. Like I have the biggest high schools, the biggest counties, the most populated towns, you know, the area with the highest income, but then I have the biggest houses in Missouri and that's the number one hit thing on my website. So there's a little bit of everything when it comes to Missouri trivia and these kind of great stories. And, you know, teachers have been tearing this up so far, have the elementary history school, the history project, where they have to talk about a famous person. So teachers are loving this book right now. But, again, great gifts, too. And I have no supply chain issues. I can <laughs> sign them for you. They don't have to come in from China. I already got it ready for you for the holidays. I can sign it however you want.
4: All right. Give the website one more time
2: missourilegends.com everything is on that site really easy to order and uh lots of great stores
4: all right before
2: we let you go buddy
4: you yeah. uh, how many uh, months have you been down in florida
2: now it has now been about 5 months i no, believe Oh, really? Yeah. Do, you, do you love it yeah yeah it's it's going well you know it's uh it's right now it's when it starts to get really good yeah. because it's been hot but now you know like today it was what, 78 degrees And the forecast for the next seven days is 78 degrees. Seventy-eight degrees. (laughs) So, yeah.
4: And you you and I happen to be Facebook fans, and I know that you are getting to do something you didn't do much of in St. Louis. What's that? Golf. I feel like every time you
2: post a picture, you're out playing golf. I'm like, does this guy report on the news at all? My golf game is on fire right now. What's so (laughs) cool is there are so many um, former St. Louis athletes down here that, like David Eckstein, I see David all the time. We were supposed to play golf, and then he bailed on me. And wow. so this is where all the athletes go to live, kind of in the area where I live. So I'm playing with Curtis Laskanik, who was a wow, pitcher yeah, for the yeah, Red Sox yeah. the year they beat the Cardinals. And so it's kind of, you know, you hear all these funny stories, and everybody's got a St. Louis story about playing there. And and so at our, in our neighborhood, our realtor moved down here from University City. And so even in the neighborhood we live in, we have people from Chesterfield, University City, uh, someone from Ledoux, a few Webster Groves. There's two different families from Webster Groves and some outstate Missourians, too. So it's kind of funny that you end up finding people. And of course, the number one question. There's even a St. Louis expats group. Where'd you go to? High school? The number one question, They have to, when you you know trying to opt into the website and ask you questions yeah. to prove you're an actual person. It says what high school did yeah. you go to? So,
0: <laughs> so this is a great story. Years ago, I, I want to say it's probably 2004 five. Uh, we brought Governor Jeb Bush in for a fundraising event in St. Louis for the Missouri Republican Party, and so we have this big gathering, and you know all the donors are there. And Jeb Bush gets up on the podium, and he, he looks out on the crowd, and he says, you know, it's so good to be here with all of my constituents. Because <laughs> 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 everybody that's got money moves to Florida, I see. Like. <laughs> that's, that's very funny. Hey, how, that's Before we let true. you go, how are the kids adjusting? Doing
2: well? Uh, well, one's still up in Missouri. She's in Missouri State. and oh, wow. so um. Yeah, so she's adjusting well. You've got and, a college? Wow. Yeah, she's in Missouri wow. State, and then my youngest is uh, is enjoying life right now. You know, you guys, and I've told people, I always tell people the the football culture here is something you just, you know, yes, football's big in Missouri, but no. when you see these kids, like yeah. her her best buddy, right, she's befriended, well, it's my co-anchor, son. He's like 6'2", 275. He's 15. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know, and so you have these, like, out of this high school where my daughter goes, I think there's already been eight you D1 know, signings. What a coincidence. I'm 6'2", six, I'm six we'd, we'd have to call that guy <laughs> sir, and he's 15 yeah. years old. The difference, John, yeah. is his college is going to be paid for. Yours was <laughs> not. Yeah, you know, I can't even pay for dinner at <laughs> hey, this point.
4: Hey, we, John, we've got to have you back on in a couple more weeks before Christmas. Give the website we'll address one more time. Absolutely. We'll let you go back yeah. to the news.
2: Yep, missourilegends.com. Just let me know how you want the book signed, and I'll ship them out this week. Nothing better.
0: What a great gift idea. John Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hey, thanks, Brown. We'll talk to you gentlemen, soon. Love you guys. I'll talk soon. Love you, too. All right. When guys. we come back, Michael, what are we doing?
4: We'll be right here. Oh, all right. After Late this, night with Hancock and Kelly. Camel X.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
0: This is one hell of a night. Now, back to late night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Monday, Monday. Monday. Oh yeah, very nice. That's the uh, the one group out there. I going to say mamas and the papas. And I, I I I didn't pull the trigger. Wow. I didn't pull the trigger. I I, I Mm, I had that, Michael.
4: Yeah. Hey, everybody, stick around with us till 10 o'clock. Then we'll take you all the way up to the best of Glover. I think they're going to fit about two minutes of the best of Kelly and Ann Yeah, no, no. It's the
0: best of Glover. It's going to be amazing.
4: It will be very nice. You got
0: nice. Glover over here, and then you got uh, Trish Rachel and Rachel over there. And, 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 and then, of course, Andrew. Andrew over here. Behind the glass. Uh, absolutely amazing what happens during hey, the Glover show. Hey, I got show. a haircut today. What? I got a haircut today. I can't tell. You can't? No. Are you serious? No, I mean, I'm looking at Now, you. isn't that amazing? Because I
4: felt miserable for the last week or so that I'm like, I need a haircut. I feel yeah. fat. I feel
0: out of... You felt fat because shovel. of your hair.
4: Yeah, don't you ever... Well, uh, this is an unfair question to bring up to a bald man, but you used to have a nice flowing hair of... Oh, uh, yeah, back in the nice day. Nice flow. I mean, I don't like to talk. Yeah, you don't like to
0: talk. Oh, uh, it went day. away quickly.
4: Yeah. Um, but... They, they, there's just no, no better feel. Don't you feel clean, like, once you get your well, hair cut? Well, I do, because yeah. when
0: I, you know, they take the number one to me, and, uh, you right. know, it's, it's like a sheep. So, same thing happens to me.
4: I yeah. get sheared, you yeah. know. I mean, trust me, this is a Brillo pad up here. you got here. the mop going on, though. Yeah, well, I have to put a bunch of stuff in it. Otherwise, I used to keep stuff. my hair really, if you remember, when you and I first met, yeah, I really, and all the pictures of us and news articles and stuff, very I short. had a very short hair. Yeah, I do remember that. And it's just since COVID that I've decided, all right, I'm going to let it go. Oh, and I've got
0: this big old, you know, I don't know what you'd call it. Poof. Uh, tuff, it's a it's, it's almost like a like a mushroom cloud. Yeah, effect. a mushroom cloud effect and it's got the kind of white gray thing going on. Yeah, there. it's a little wavy. Yeah.
4: It's very coarse. Yeah. It's very
0: Irish. Yeah. I'm meant to be
4: in like cloudy weather with raindrops, you know yeah. oh. hitting the top of my head. Yeah. But anyway, I got a haircut. And there's no better feeling. I just love oh. getting my hair cut. And now that's this is the part that I wanted to get to. It makes me feel thinner. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, there's just something about that coming off. And I don't, you know, it's not much weight. It's a couple of ounces they take off the top of your head. Well, yeah. But you, when you look at yourself in the mirror after a nice haircut as a man, you, you just feel thinner.
0: Well, you feel better. I, I will give you that because even when I go to the uh, great clips there at the uh, Town and Country Commons,
4: how long does it take um, you to get
0: your hair cut? Three minutes and 47 Seriously? seconds. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And, well,
4: and so, like, do, do you what kind of an exchange do you have with the person who cuts oh, your hair? Because we, uh, you only have three minutes and 40 seconds. Perfect.
0: Because I've got maybe 35 to... 50 really good stories. Uh huh. And so, you know, I can spread those out over the course of a year. And of course, right. you don't always get the same person. Right. Uh, oh, so you don't have a Carol or Tom, you know, no, just well, the same I, old I person? No, well, I kind of bounce around. So you got Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, who <clears throat> she's my favorite. Yeah. And um, and then and then Gwen, very good. Yeah. Very and good. then Brittany, who Super I had, sweet. Had, a, had a crush on her mom in high school. Right. And, um, yeah, so Tatiana has retired, mm-hmm. so she no longer is is there. So I go in, and you know they say number one, and I say yes. Number yeah. one. I used to be number two, Michael. Right, and uh, I got tired of being number two because people always call me number two. Well, no, then, actually,
4: on the highway, a lot of people call you number one. Well,
0: they do, <laughs> yes. <laughs> by driving, but so I get they get the razor out there, and they, you know, zzz, yeah, it's yeah. very relaxing actually. Zzz, I know, I love it, and and I, you, now. You have to wear the mask when you get your haircut at See, least I do.
4: Now, here's what I did. Yeah. So the COVID hits us in March of 2020. 20. Yeah. And uh well we were all pretty much locked up all the way oh, through buddy. you let you it know, go. Easter I let it go. Oh. And uh, John I'm not kidding it was the longest my hair had ever been but I had no place to go I right. didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. We did the television show <laughs> via Zoom. <laughs> so I was able to put enough you know, hair product yeah, in my really. to hit my <laughs> hair, really. to, It
0: didn't work to
4: mat it down <laughs> it and to try work. to to get it controllable.
0: The dude looked like yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Yeah. Uh, that great band from the 1980s, <laughs> The Flock of Seagulls. Oh. oh. <laughs> You remember the flock of Seagulls? Right. Yeah. I mean, hair everywhere. remember,
4: there was no place to go get your hair cut because COVID had shut everything down. That's true. So finally, I said to my sister, uh, uh, I said to my sister, hey, sister, I'm not going to say her name. Right. All right. Um, my haircut. I need to get a haircut. You just said you got your haircut, and she says I have a friend of mine, Josh. Josh. And I said, well, where do you go Josh? Josh will come and he'll do it on your back Josh, porch. Josh comes to your house. So Josh came to my back porch oh. in like May of yeah. twenty. Oh, yeah. He, it was, yeah. yeah, it was quite a yeah. and yeah. and he sheared me like a good little sheep. Right. I felt a lot lighter and stuff, and I've never left. And so during COVID, so and Josh stuff, is
0: still cutting. your he, hair. he
4: still comes through whenever he's going to come through my neighborhood. He lets me know he's going to be around and gives huh. me enough time, and he and I get together, and he so just cuts it on the back. You don't into
0: a barber shop or no, a not salon. since COVID,
4: not since COVID. Huh. Uh, and this young man, he's picked up quite a, um, uh, a Clientel, clientele as yeah. a result of COVID, and I think he's continued it because he cuts a lot of older people's hair and stuff who who may not want to get out and be closer to. Uh, What's going on with COVID, and it is is uncomfortable to sit there with your mask on, but when you're able to do it on your own back porch, it's nice. You know, the thing about
0: getting a haircut Uh as a guy is that you inevitably get asked the stupidest question that has ever been asked in the history of the world. Where'd you go to high school? No. Wow. Would you like me to do your eyebrows? Well, Uh, who would say no to that question? Well, Uh, nobody uh, ever asked me to cut my eyebrows. What?
4: I've never had my eyebrows trimmed. I'm, 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 I'm No. What, well, your eyebrows grow like a woolly mammoth I, over there? I would look like, uh... <laughs> the crazy little Muppets? Yes, that, yeah, with yeah, the... Do, do,
0: do, do, yeah, do, the do, drummer do, do, guy. Yeah, right?
4: Uh, you never had your eyebrows <laughs> trimmed. I've, I've, I've had like a couple of ones that like pop out that wind up uh. being like a, you know, all of a sudden like real long. And I've trimmed them, but I've never gotten my hair, tri- my eyebrows trimmed ever from from hearing. somebody who
0: cut my hair. I can't believe what I'm hearing right here. Yeah, you've never had your eyebrows. No, every time I get no. like, my because they would be, it would be like shrubbery. I mean, it's the only place that. Well, that in my ears. It's the only place that hair grows. Really on my entire body. Well, see, I, now that
4: that's one thing I was going to tell you is that I can't grow a beard. Um it's splotchy. Yeah. Uh, I can kinda get a mustache, but I look kinda weird because it yeah, yeah. it takes forever. <laughs> you should you look like the kind of guy that should have a Chevy Econoline van with no back seats in it. <laughs> yeah, if I had a mustache. But I have no body. I mean, there's I have no hair on my chest or anything. I'm really I've never Yeah, isn't it amazing? Like you can have this massive head of hair and then no hair and then I've see all these one guy you know, these guys that you're know, going to be down to look at the Ozarks at one of the pool bars or something, and, and the guy's bald, but he looks like he's wearing a sweater in the pool oh, because he's got...
0: like a grizzly bear. So much, that's yeah. nasty. Oh, I can't deal I mean, with that. I mean, on the arms and the shoulders? Yeah. Be, yeah.
4: I've, yeah. Never, I've never had to deal with that myself. So that,
0: well, that might explain the eyebrows.
4: Now, then. so do you, nobody, do you, did you used to have clippers, like where they actually took a pair of scissors yeah, buddy, to cut I, your hair?
0: Yes, I had hair back Because now day. you have a machine. Well, how long have, did you ever grow it out? Did you have a ponytail? So I did, so... I had long hair in high school, the shoulder length and it was curly and were uh, you
4: rebellious with your hair uh, no, like no. did your parents hate I mean, it?
0: you know, I don't like to talk um but i, I was good looking and uh so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh so what happened, yeah, I had to get the haircut, and then, you know, I ended up running for office when I was 24, so oh, you yeah. had to, like, be respectable. Yeah, you know? high and tight then, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 nice and short, and uh, so I, I had the the kind of 24 to 35, you know, I had the businessman cut going on or uh-huh. whatever, and then about 35 to 40. That's when it hits. That's, well, it, it hit, but were now you like trying really to. Were hitting. you trying to pull it over? I did the comb over. Uh-huh. I did a comb over for about a year and a half, and um, who
4: convinced you to finally quit?
0: Uh, somebody at the office. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, yeah, and so. <laughs> no, I understand. So I but went. I, in I wish
4: and, more people were told that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I went in. And I said, "All right, let's shave it down," you know. And I, yeah. went, I went with. And basically, since then, mid forties. I've been sporting kind of what I'm sporting now.
4: Don't you ever know, one of the things that is remarkable to me about bald guys is they look like they should be bald. Like, I I look at my scalp through my hair, and I'm like, man, I got a weird-shaped scalp. But some, you know, bald guys,
0: they they look good bald. What, What do you think if I just showed up with a toupee? Uh, You know, had a a nice little kind of full, like a little wavy thing, you know, and a a toupee. There's a guy on local television. A little dark and and gray hair running through it so it doesn't look too, you know, inauthentic. There is a guy on local television. Can I pull that off at this point? No.
4: But there is a guy
0: on local television who who has it, and and you just
4: want to, you can't say their name, but but we all know it. We all watch local television, and uh, you see the local news, and there's somebody who just got the worst deal. And you want to say to them, why are you doing it? Seriously. Because I have friends of mine who are are in the midst of dealing with the comb-over right now, and I I just want to tell them as a friend, listen, (laughs) let me tell you something. We all think this is silly, what you're up to, and yeah. you'd probably look better if you weren't
0: doing it. Well, and that's what, you know, for me, that was the thing. And I just, okay, all right then, you know, I mean, things change. All right, who's the guy on local television? I don't know. I, laugh. I don't even know what you're oh, talking about anymore. Right. The president the former president of the United States uh, well, clearly
4: that's a, was a bold thing. an elaborate thing. thing going on. But, there. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a massive
0: comb-over. Well, it's what it is, is hundreds and hundreds of dollars a week. I mean— to do what is being done you're to quaff about, it that you're way. You're talking about Donald Trump. Yeah, of course. the The sheer expenditure on that is massive. I've I've actually kind of read some stories about that. Really? Yeah. And um and and the the weave that's going on there. Is, oh, so
4: they've sewn hair
0: in there. It's amazing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's and to keep it up, and he's done it. I mean, he's done a tremendous job of it. He's the only president, perhaps in the history of the country. whose hair didn't age during his presidency. You know, a lot of these, like, look at Obama. He came in, and when he left, his hair was gray. Oh, completely gray. Uh, George Bush, he came in, and he looked older. Bill Bill Clinton Clinton, came in as a young man and left as an old Donald Trump, the hair was the same the day he left office as the day he was inaugurated.
4: Speaking of orange things, (laughs) we don't have enough time. I'm going to bring this back up when we come back after this late night, Hancock and Kelly. (laughs) I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this.
0: Now back to late night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. So,
4: so when we were talking about uh, you know hair, etc., so I take a shower twice a day. What? I wake up in the morning and I take a shower
0: twice a day. Twice a day,
4: twice a day. and then before uh, I, I get into get before I get into bed at night, I take a shower. You you think that's crazy?
0: Well, I, I, it seems like redundant to me. There's
4: sometimes that I'll take a shower two or three times a day.
0: What? Yeah. So a this rare past day sa- it is that I So take this past, past Saturday I woke up.
4: Yeah. And I had a busy day. Now uh, so I woke up, I I took a shower uh-huh. and I immediately went about cleaning and doing a bunch of stuff I had to do around my house. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So now uh, it's mid-afternoon, I, I've been hauling trash, I've been doing all this other stuff. Sweating. Got to take another shower. Yeah, well. Okay. Got to take a shower, I get cleaned up. I don't do a lot of sweat. Then I wound up sitting on the couch, yeah. watching football. Oh, there you go. Hung out with a friend there yeah, for a little yeah, while, watching yeah.
0: football. Yeah. And before I go to bed at night, I take a shower. Why do you think that's weird? Because, you, I mean, you you do one shower. I mean, you take you get out, you take it. I take a shower every day, but I take one every day. Yeah, no, I'm, I,
4: but I take... Several showers. I I I have to take a shower before I get into bed. Otherwise, I feel dirty and my sheets are going to be nasty. Well, how dirty can you possibly be? Probably not. It's all psychological. Yeah. But what's wrong with taking a quick little shower, well, rinsing uh, off?
0: Yeah, but the water. I mean, you you know, you liberal environmentalists out there ought to be worried about using all that water. I live I,
4: in the water mecca of the world. It's not like I'm in
0: living in Las Vegas. Do you
4: shave every day? No. I'm I'm about on every three days. I told you I don't have much facial hair. Well, you got uh, you got some going on. Well, right I got now. some stubble. So on Saturday morning, <clears throat> yeah. when I first woke up, that's when I did my shave. Yeah. I shaved my face. Right. Then I did my work. I came back, took an afternoon shower, took a shower before I went to bed. Yeah. Sunday morning, I went um, on TV. I did not shave before we did that. Is that right? Monday morning, woke up. I have not shaved. Now tomorrow morning, I will shave. <laughs> you shave every day? Every day. No matter what. Do you feel incomplete if yes, you haven't shaved? Yes. I
0: feel dirty if I don't shave. Really. Really? Yes. And so, you know, I got the, um, I'm rubbing them now. I mean, they, you know, they need to have a little something. Uh, yeah,
4: I got a little scruff, but I'll you never, you morning.
0: never do a little scruff because you feel dirty. Maybe on a Saturday I'll not shave, but it's rare. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I shave every day. And you know, what I've noticed over these multiple decades that I've been on the planet is that I've gotten better at regulating the amount of shaving cream. So, you know, cause when you shave, you start off, you got your, your left hand there do you then, use the gel or the cream? I can go both ways. Okay. And so, uh, so I'll pick up the can right there, and you know, <laughs> you squirt it in your palm. See, mine doesn't go because it's gel. It's- Oh yeah, well I get I get the sh- and I get the sh- and so <laughs> yeah. so uh, at the moment I'm using the sh- okay because sh- we ran out of the sh-. yeah. so uh, <laughs> but it used to be that I would you know squirt that stuff and you kind of make a little thing looks like a pile of dog mm-hmm. poop there and and uh, what I realized wait wait a minute. you just told me that this is the stuff
4: that makes you feel clean and you just compared well, it to it looks dog like, poop because
0: that's what it looks like except it's a different color yeah. so. um and what I realize is that you start dabbing that on your face there. You uh-huh. get under your neck over here. You get under your nose right there. And I would waste over half of the stuff yeah. I have sprayed into my totally. hand. I am. I'm you with know, you. Which they're designed to do. I Gee. am convinced I am convinced it's a conspiracy by the shaving cream manufacturers to have nozzles that spit out more shaving cream than you need. Well, so of that course. you waste it so that you buy more. That's Well, that's capitalism. Right. Can't so can't, so that's what capitalism. I have, what I have as I calm down. What I've come to understand is that I don't need a dog poop. Yeah, I just need a little spot, little little spot, just a little spot. If you if you kind of work it in. Now you you
4: shave in front of the mirror?
0: No, Uh, you shave in the shower. I shave blind. I do too in the shower. yeah, Yeah, yeah.
4: I just feel it. Or just feel it That's and I it. touch it. Yeah. It's a touchy-feel thing. And yeah, totally. then, then when I get out of the shower, I stand in front of the and, mirror so and tighten sure up to make sure I didn't yeah, miss yeah, yeah, right yeah. under
0: your nose. Or, See, I, I used to do that, but I don't like to look at myself anymore. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I really, I kind of go out of my way not to look at myself. Yeah, If I, if I started losing weight, I might start looking at myself. No,
4: but minute. you got to. You got to go check and make sure you didn't screw up your sideburns. Well, so. you can tell. Have you ever missed a whole patch and spent the whole day oh, out with oh. like,
0: and you can tell you yes. can feel it and then you're yes. like, somebody's looking at this. So, you know, I do side, side, uh, I do side, bottom, right, <laughs> yeah. and then I do side left, bottom left, and middle. Oh, bottom. see, I can't upshave Then It'll I do then I do the the chin and then yeah. I do the, the mustache. Yeah. So there have been days where I have forgotten or I have thought I did the mustache when I in fact have not done the mustache. Yeah. That messes me up. Big time, I yeah. Because now you time. can
4: feel it when you
0: touch your oh, face, it's and you're horrible. like, and you think everybody's staring at it. Yes, because I, yes, yes.
4: One day, I'm I'm in the restroom so at an office that I I work for a business. So, so I'm at the business. I'm showing up for a meeting. I said, may I use the restroom? I go to the restroom. I'm washing my hands. I'm looking at myself, and oh, I'm like, boom. Oh my gosh, Boom. I have a patch of hair Oof. right below my nose Oof. that everybody in this room is going to be looking at. <laughs> looking so like, now, the whole you're time I'm like, talking, I'm um, looking like Hitler. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I mean, when I say a patch, I'm saying like the size of an eraser. <laughs> okay. You couldn't really tell, but only a person that, that it has it could tell. Yeah. But now I'm sitting in the mirror, I've got my hand on my face like this, and I'm <laughs> trying to Very try thoughtful. Talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to tell you about my orange thing, dude. Well, uh, we've got nothing but time, Michael, because there's another hour here—at least one more in the in the annals of late night Mondays with Hancock and Kelly. Uh, Matt has returned, so he can safely get us into some spots in the news. It's Michael Kelly and John Hancock. We are joining you as we do many Monday evenings here on the Voice of St. Louis News Radio 1120 KMOX. Join us next hour, won't you?